Welcome to episode 215 of the No Clue Podcast. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Tyler. I'm Mike. And uh, we're back after a quick Western Conference Finals and uh, lagging uh, Eastern Conference Finals. Yes. Dragging on a little bit at this point. Um, let's Let's get right into the West, man. Lakers, they're home. LeBron is home. <laughs> Cancun, Bahamas, they're on vacation early. Uh, not right. that early, but... Their playoff run is finished. It's finished, yeah. Um, You want to get into what you saw from them? Like, how do you feel about the Lakers in this series? I, I got to be honest, man. I mean, they, they looked all right to me. Me too. Yeah. Uh, they were competitive in every game. Mm-hmm. You know, they... Like even Darwin Ham made adjustments that I thought were good. Uh, yeah. Like it, it really was all about the Nuggets outplaying them. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And it's like it's like guys, I didn't expect that that third game, that third game, I didn't expect stepped up. The Lakers did all they could, but at the end of the day, the Nuggets were just way better. Yeah. Um. You know, the thing is, the Lakers, they have depth, as in they have a lot of guys that can go out there and contribute. But in the big scheme of things, really only two players would even get minutes on the Nuggets. Two players on the Lakers, and it's, you know, the best two players, top 10 players in the league. Uh, The rest of the guys, Nuggets beat them in every other position easily. Um, And, you know, we talked about it. Jamal Murray has been absolutely fantastic um, since he's been back. Um, Jokic does what he does. Anthony Davis and Jokic, we thought maybe could cancel each other out maybe a little bit, but Anthony Davis's impact is just different. And yeah. it showed in this in this series that his impact just can't be as much as Jokic's. So, um, Rough series for the Lakers. This is a bad matchup for the Lakers who use a lot of guys. Nuggets really only play seven guys a night, maybe eight if if they're lucky. And they just rip through the Lakers, man. Uh, I mean, the, the last couple games, they even got Denver in foul trouble, and it still didn't matter. Still didn't matter. You know, Braun Braun soaked up like maybe five minutes just to fill in the, the clock, but that, that was pretty much it. Yeah. Yep, we even saw Reggie Jackson come in for like three minutes. Yeah. Um. So, how do you feel about, like, how does this season feel for you for the Lakers? Like, how do you think the Lakers look at the season, looking backwards? I mean, to me, to me, you run this back. I agree. I'm this like their last two months of the season. And I think what hurt them is having to, like, really battle to get in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You know, like, LeBron and AD with the last month and a half couldn't really rest. Mm-hmm. Uh, even when they got hurt, they had to come back as soon as possible. Minutes couldn't really manage minutes because they just had to play. They had to win games. Yeah. Yeah. So so I think next year, man, they honestly, they run it back with this group. So many of their role players showed a ton throughout their playoff run. Yep. It's really against this one team they struggled. Yeah. You know, I, I think if if there are any moves to be made, yeah, maybe move some of the guys that you let slip out of the rotation. 
you know, like a Malik Beasley was starting at one point. Now he's like DMPs. If you're going to move somebody, maybe move him. But the guys that you play, the guys that the Lakers really play all the time, I think I definitely think they should keep. Um, and just yeah. like you said, just run it back. And the, this is something really crazy, really crazy moves to be made. But they tried crazy moves and it, you know, got them almost out of the playoffs. So, right. But to me, um, this is going to be an offseason where they like they could look at whatever they're trying to do is a positive move. Yeah. Yeah. You know, other than them doing some kind of drastic trade, I don't expect or getting Kyrie mm-hmm. Irving. That would be uh, an exception. Yeah, that would be a negative. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. other than that, any kind of like role player adjustments, mm-hmm. I-, I think will only make this team better. I. I'm curious, and this is like the third year I'm curious about this, like since AD's been on the Lakers, I'm still curious about the power forward center position thing for him. Because, you know, they go back and forth, and sometimes he looks way better at power forward. Sometimes he looks way better when he's the center, and they kind of are a little bit quicker. Sometimes he looks better when he's outside of the paint. Um, I think Darvin Ham does a good job being creative with that kind of stuff. So I am curious to see what that, what they do with that um, next season. If they do do something and get another big, what they do with AD uh, position wise. Yeah. But I'm completely with you. I'm cool with them. Just sticking to how it is. I like Vanderbilt at the power forward that guards guards. I like that. I like, you know, I like what they've been doing. So, Yeah. You know, the last couple games, especially uh, Rui with AD was very interesting to see. It was. And it kind of it it reminded me of how Kuzma played in their mm-hmm. 2020 run where it was more outside in, but he was always capable of getting inside and kind yeah. of he, he brought out the best out of AD. Yep, yep. Uh, so, again, I think the Lakers just with depth, with their rotation, with Darwin Ham clearly being up to the task, mm-hmm. like you, you have to run the bag. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Now, that brings us to the main piece that we're not sure if is going to run it back or not is LeBron. Is he going to retire? Call it. No. I don't think so either. I don't think so either. I think he's going to stick to his plan and wait out for Bronny, but uh, this team is just so good. I mean, I I can't imagine someone retiring with a team that's like this close to still being a championship level team. Like he's, he easily, I mean, next year could be a championship year for them. Yeah. And like they showed every series that they could win in different ways without LeBron carrying them. Yeah. Like that to me was just massive for now LeBron, LeBron and AD should be excited that they actually could rest next year. Mm -hmm. Like missing a week because I rolled my ankle. Like now we could survive. We don't go guaranteed own three. Right. Right. Oh, yep. There's, there's a lot to be happy about for, for LeBron, especially. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I, I think if he does call it, it is what it is. I think the Lakers still would be pretty good. 
Um, they'll have a lot of money to pick somebody else up, but yeah, I I don't think he should call. It. I think they're I think they're straight. Like we mentioned, they should run it back for sure. Um, okay, moving on to the Nuggets. Uh, tell me more about the Nuggets. How do you think they outplayed the Lakers? What was it exactly that the Lakers couldn't compete with, other than depth that we mentioned? What else was it to you? Um. Well, you mentioned uh, like the two stars outplayed LA's two stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, round one, Ja and whoever or Jaron Jackson didn't outplay AD and LeBron. Round two, Steph and I mean it was kind of Wiggins didn't you know obviously couldn't outplay LeBron and AD. Really, just Steph. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Steph by himself definitely couldn't outplay both of them. Mm-hmm. Jamal Murray and Jokic out significantly outplayed AD and LeBron. Yeah. Yeah, they did. And, and it was like in, in different ways to where I'm not really upset that Jokic won the, the conference finals MVP. Mm-hmm. But like even Jokic himself, what I loved about the games was every time the games would get close and it would go down the stretch like mm-hmm. you could feel his desire to get Murray the ball. Yeah. Yeah. You could feel how whatever action they ran, whatever set they came down and got into, like he's looking where where's Jamal coming from? How can I yep. set a better screen? How maybe can I fake it to him? And yeah. and obviously he responded every single game. He did. Uh, and Murray, I mean, in this series, it looked like he could get any shot he wanted to. Yes. He could get to any spot on the floor he wanted to. Um, you know, he takes some tough shots, some bad shots here and there, but the majority of them looks easy. He made everything look easy. And um, I think that's one reason why the team just knew, hey, the game's kind of not going our way. Let's get it to Murray because he could string two or three buckets in a row, you know, five or six, eight points in a row if he had to. So, yeah, I I completely agree. That, That was the biggest thing. I think that they had nothing... They had no guarantee buckets like um, Denver had. Denver just had some plays that were just guaranteed good yes. shots. Jokic knew where to find guys wide open. Porter Jr. was knocking down his shot. He was like a major threat out there for them. Um, and then Bruce Brown just came in being able to do everything on the court. It's just it's really crazy. And I I don't know if I can name five or six guys in the league that are like having more of a tool set than Bruce Brown does right now. Yeah, I, I honestly I don't think there are five or six. Yeah. Um but yeah, Den- Denver, they look they look really, really good. And we called this maybe two years ago when Murray first got hurt. We mentioned that Denver would be the team eventually that was gonna be one of the most dangerous teams in the league. And then now, you know, all it took was Murray getting back healthy. That's it. You know, it was that easy. That's it. <laughs> it really was. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, oh, honestly, man, the Lakers tried. Who looked great in the series. He was on oh, fire. Yeah. I mean, he hit some shots. I mean, there are easy shots for him, but shots that I think he would have missed in the past. Um, that seems like he would miss in the past. He wasn't always like the best open shot, open jump shot shooter. No. But he did this for the no, Lakers too. In, in the, team. You know, he looks during like their run, he can knock down every open shot you give him. I just think it was interesting how Denver's role players stepped up as the series progressed. 
it was just interesting to me how like we knew Jamal would go crazy, especially once he got healthy. But yeah. like as the games progressed, Denver needed the role players more and more, and they stepped yep. up more and more. Yep, they did. They did. Like Bruce Brown is now there's no fluke about his game. Like he's hard to stop. He's one of the better bench players. He's an easy yep. starter on a ton of rosters. Yep. You know, Jeff Green is not washed up. KCP is nope. another he's a key championship piece now. Yeah, he is. He is. He's uh, I mean, the way he stepped up, he got better defensively. He made more shots. Porter Jr. started knocking down more shots. Yep. yep. Like everything just got put together perfectly for the Nuggets. It did. It did. And Bruce Brown being so versatile, as in like, I really don't know what position he plays, is like the perfect spot for this team. Same with Jeff Green. Jeff Green could play like yeah. two through four and look like a good player. Yep. And they come in and just fit any spot that like, like somehow they know what the game needs every time they come into the game off the bench and, you know, they just fill it in. It's yeah. great. I mean, they, the culture they have now um, is working. And I think, I think we're going to see a lot of other teams try to do what Denver does. Oh, absolutely. Like they're, and you could, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just think they have all the tools. I, we were kind of skeptical about them defensively, yeah. but you know that really wasn't a problem. They can match up with anybody. Mm-hmm. I actually thought Jamal Murray showed a very elite level of conditioning throughout the series. Yeah, he did. Like to not have they, they, so tra- and, and you know, again, it didn't go five, six games. Maybe it would have looked different. But, like, mm-hmm. Steph clearly wore down with them hitting him, putting different guys on him, you know, trapping yeah. him every now and then. Jamal, yeah. like, he could barely breathe at one point, but when the shot went up, it was good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he just never cooled off. He never – and what was crazy, he never became turnover prone. No, he didn't. He never didn't. got out of control. Like, all criticisms we have for supposed elite point guards – Jamal showed that and and more. He did, he did, and you know, I, you could argue that. I mean, one could probably say that they play a version of what the Warriors do, um, with you know a big being the primary ball handler or the the guy who brings it up, play initiator. I should say, not really primary ball handler, but the play initiator, yeah. your guard coming off a bunch of screens two-man games on either side of the court, shooters in the corners. That's the same thing that Warriors do. Denver just does it a little bit better and has, like, a few more weapons that fit the other side of it, like fit the outside the corner threes, outside the two-man game. All the other weapons, Denver has those perfectly. They have Gordon with the dunker spot. They have Bruce Brown, who's an elite defender, and is all over the place. And that's something that I think the Warriors really don't do well anymore. But they've um Denver has perfected it. And man, it just it's yeah. beautiful. They play beautiful basketball. They do. They and do. you know what else showed in this series? And I thought it would show more, and I thought it would give Memphis more of an advantage and Golden State against the Lakers. Mm-hmm. The what? continuity of the the players having been together. Yeah. 
Like that yeah. was one major thing where you could just feel all the guys in the Nuggets like have a great idea of how they play, like when to yeah. cut, when to space, when to pass it. You could yeah. feel with the Lakers like that rhythm wasn't the same. Mm-hmm. I agree. And it just again, that that's kind of a more of a point for the Lakers to run it back because I do want to see some of that continuity. Yeah. But with the Nuggets, the core has been together so long. The chemistry is just is seamless. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It is. It is. I mean, really, Bruce Brown is the only, I mean, and KCP are the only real new additions. And, and but... that doesn't happen easily. Like, we see teams, again, the Warriors didn't have that. No, they didn't. You know, a lot other team, another team we're going to talk about doesn't really have it. Mm-hmm. So it's not as easy as just being together for a lot of years. You actually have to like play off of each other and the nuggets yeah. do that just flawlessly. Yeah. Yeah. And they all know their role too. I, like you mentioned yes. with Jokic, knowing when to give Murray the ball, they all know that they all know Murray's the guy they know, you know, Jokic is the one to bring the ball of court. They get out of Jokic's way for rebounds. They, they just, they know what to do and they stay in their lanes uh as players um that's another thing that's another part of continuity that a lot of teams can't reach they have guys that want to do all these other things have all these other aspirations maybe they think they could do a little more here think they could score a few more points and then they try to do that in the heat of the game and it just doesn't work the nuggets i never see that i see okay bruce brown attack when you have it if you don't have it give it up any other time is Murray, you take over, you take shots, you take jump shots, you know, and so on and so on. They they just have a lot of um they know they know what they do best. They know their strengths. Definitely. Yeah. And and I guess the final point, like Jamal Murray is such an elite scorer, and he never looks like a ball hog. Mm-hmm. At no yeah. point, at no point does it feel like he's forcing things, like he's maybe holding the ball too long. It's always natural. It's always in the rhythm of the offense, and the guys respond to him just being more aggressive so well. Mm-hmm. So, oh, man, Denver, Denver's in a position to really uh, go on a r- extended multi-year run. They're gonna be re- really hard. To, they're gonna be really hard to beat in the finals. Like now, now they they have all the tools and they know what it takes. So oh, now to the Eastern Conference Finals that are still going as we're recording. Uh, hopefully not much longer, but <laughs> Boston is down 3-1. Um, Boston does not look good. For these first three games, they did not look good at all. Well said. <laughs> well said. <laughs> Uh, I, Miami looks great, but I don't think they look as great as it's as not that Denver outplaying the Lakers. This isn't the same thing to me either. Right, I got you. Mm-hmm. Like, don't get me wrong, Miami is shocking me in a lot of ways. Also, obviously, you don't get to the finals without doing great things. Yeah, yeah. You know, the more I'm watching the playoffs, to me, I mean. Jimmy Butler is is pretty clear the best player in the league, uh, and it's yeah. <laughs> it pisses me off to say that, but it's like more and more obvious the more I watch. Yeah, um, 
but but Miami's like again, all their guys are stepping up. Uh, it's like the more the announcers call out how many undrafted guys they have, the more those guys just like take over. They go crazy every time they say that. It's reason. like they hear it. Like, <laughs> what is going on? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Miami is is again. A lot of things have to go right for you to make a finals run. Bam is playing awesome. Yeah, he looks good. Bam yeah. is doing so many good things. Uh, Max Struess is taking good shots. He's aggressive. He's playing much mm-hmm. better defense than I've seen him play. He is. He is. I mean, he looks like Lowry. super athletic too, out of nowhere. Yeah, and it's Lowry's like having a resurgence. He's again yep. taking a charge every like fourth drive. Yep. So again, Miami is playing great. Spolstra is, is just doing great things as usual. Mm-hmm. But you didn't lead with that, and you were correct to do so. Mm-hmm. Because the story here, we've seen Miami like. Miami made a finals run three years ago. They were within a game last year. Like, you know, this doesn't really shock the the NBA fan base. No, it doesn't. Boston, like, this this looks horrible. Yeah. Where to yeah. even begin? Honest, like, where should I begin? Where would you start? I I, I was trying to figure out where to start too. Um, let's start with Tatum. This is one of the worst playoff performances I've ever seen from like a, someone's best player in Tatum. And not not this series, I mean the entire playoffs. He was disgustingly bad in the Philadelphia series. And then this series I mean he's scoring more, but he made his first fourth quarter field goal last night. Um and I just I don't I don't know. I just I've been, I've been saying it all year. And now that they actually really need to make some of the shots that they take, Miami is is taking advantage of it. You know what the problem is with Boston? I think a lot of teams just say, look, all we have to do is play good defense. They're just going to try to take really tough shots over us, and we just got to hope they miss them. Because we don't have to really force anything with them, have to force turnovers. We don't really have to trap. They're just going to run into us and take the bad shots for us. We don't even have to force them to take bad shots. They're just going to do it turnover-wise. I mean, Jalen Brown and Tatum, tag team, just throwing the ball to the other team. Or they'll drive into three guys and just lose it. They'll drive, get it stripped. It goes off their leg, out of bounds. It's just like the bad shots and turnovers is finally is eating them alive. It's Dude, <laughs> it's, just, it's so atrocious because like we talk about teams – kind of having again this is a team the continuity is there it is and and the two of them have regret like marcus smart is not getting any more selfish i mean he he's playing as good as he's ever played brogdon was a sixth man he game three was really the first time he played poorly yeah your bigs are doing all they can like yeah. Brown and Tatum have been atrocious, and, and Tatum's stats are completely meaningless. Yeah, they are. I mean, he was essentially that game one. He was handing Miami the game on a silver platter. Mm-hmm. Game two, when Miami's great players are taking over the game, and I'm I'm talking about multiple players, not just Jimmy Butler. 
Yeah. Like Brown, Tatum, you're supposed to be one of the best players on the court. Dude, with the exception, let me put it like this. This is really a disgusting way of looking at it. Uh-huh. With the exception of last night, obviously. Yeah. Who's been the second best wing in this series? Because you know the answer, and it's not Caleb either. Martin. It's been Caleb Martin. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. literally, in game two, he He might have been the best outplayed. wing this series. Honestly, he's been close. <laughs> yeah. But it's it's yeah. beyond it's beyond him just being hot. Like he's no, he's no. playing in, in starting lineups, you know, down the stretch. He's yeah. guarding you better, like he's defending Tatum better. He's scoring mm-hmm. on Tatum more than Tatum is scored. Like I, I can't even be mad at Joe Missoula, who sucks, who was like, who did that surprise? But Nobody. now, now like like last year, last year Udoka got nothing but praise. And it's really no different. Yeah. it's no, They were the same way. Tatum would be disgusting. They'd lose. He'd be great. they win. They squeaked yep. out against Milwaukee, and Golden State finally exposed him. Yeah, and so Jalen Brown will have a bunch early. of turnovers. Yeah. This, this, these first three games, it's, it's so bad in every way. It is. Like it is. I'm, I'm more impressed with the Lakers getting cooked in f- four straight fourth quarters than I am mm-hmm. in in the three games I saw from Boston. Me too. Yeah. Boston's first two games were at home. Yeah, and they were. I mean, they really weren't even close games at all. And, and the narrative, and this is how my, why Game Three was just like extra disgusting. Mm-hmm. The narrative after those first two embarrassing losses at home mm-hmm. was yeah. was guys guys it's still a series. Turns out Boston's been better on the road the last two years. Yeah, like as if we're supposed to be impressed by that. You can't win home playoff games. Yeah, if that's if if anything that says that last year was a fluke. Yeah. To me, again, game three, you come out, you get dominated in every possible way. Every way. Every way. I mean, Jalen Brown, at least he's getting strapped by Miami's elite defenders. To me, Jalen Brown, and I completely agree when we were talking about this the other day, like, why is he attacking Bam and Jimmy Butler? I don't get it. That is just ludicrous. Like, that is idiotic. But Tatum is even worse because Tatum has the presence of mind to like run some bullshit to get a switch, and this guy can't get a good look on Struess. And that's like I said, that's the thing. When you play them, all you do is say, "Hey, just stay in front of them." Guard. They're they're just gonna shoot it in. Just shoot it in your face. They're not even gonna try to get open off of you. They're not gonna try to break you down and get you off balance. They're just gonna turn and just shoot it right in your grill. And we just live with that, and that's fine. And I mean, they do it over and over and over again, and you see what happens in the with their shooting percentages have both been really bad, really bad. And then I, I just to, to me the skill set is regressed. That's the disturbing part. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, you, where are the moves? Games, where are the post ups? Thank you. Where's the versatility of shots? 
They're not. It's either threes or layups into three guys. Forced, forcing. Oh my god, dude! If I see Tatum another attack one way and a smaller guard cuts him off and he tries to spin, like, dude, I praise you for that two. I praised Tatum years ago for like spinning off of smaller guards, and yeah. Martin. Martin is ready for every spin he hits. He is. He is. And he's like grossly flailing, trying to get fouls. Like, dude, he's reading your moves. And I think I mentioned this in the Philadelphia series. It seems like everyone has watched film on Boston, except for Boston. Like, they don't watch their own film. Because I just don't know why they make the same mistakes. And I mentioned this to you the other day. I don't know how, as a coach... You go through the film and see the shots that they take and say, oh, that's a good shot. You can you can make that five out of ten times, maybe. No, they're not taking good shots. And the con- their concept of – they have no concept of numbers in transition at all. There will be a one-on-one break as Brown and Duncan Robinson alone. Brown pulls up for three. Then it will be one-on-four, Brown and four – Miami Heat players, Brown attacks the basket like hard. And, and so they do this every time. Brown and Tatum both do it every single time. Smart is the only one who always pulls it out and you know analyzes the numbers, but the other guys, I just don't I just don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand what I'm watching. Like it defies all basketball IQ I've ever learned in my life, which is has been a lot. But, but like, you know, at least Brown, and maybe I'm defending Brown a little more than, than I should because he was awful. I'm not, like, <laughs> excusing his play. Yeah. Uh, but to me, yeah. like, Brown has shown chemistry with the other players. Yeah. Like, when Sometimes. they're horrible, when Boston is at their worst, Tatum looks like he's never played with any of these guys. <laughs> Yeah, they don't look like they trust anyone else on the roster at all. I mean, Tatum more than – I will acknowledge Tatum more than Brown in that case, but neither of them really look like they trust the other guys that much. And, and I'm Tatum telling definitely you, it, is like, it was not the, the, this bad last year. Like, like I remember bad. them having high assist games. I remember them dictating, like, stretches of games, just finding the open shooters. Yeah. And that's what they well, did in game, game four. In game three was like the opposite of Brown and Tatum are driving. I'm like, guy, smart's open, white's open, like nothing, not even looking yeah. his way. Yeah. You're just making the game harder. Yep. I, yep. Again, it's like for some reason when Bam is guarding them, they're like trying to prove to the audience that they could score on him. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, they do. Yeah. Game two, they really try to let Jalen Brown get going, shooting shots on Bam Adebayo. And I'm like, yep. I'm watching the game. And sh- meanwhile, Struess is lighting up Derek White. He's lighting up even Brogdon. He's lighting up guys off the switch, off the move. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. Tatum and Brown are attacking the same fucking way. Yep. Getting outplayed by Caleb Martin. By a long shot, too. Caleb Martin might be my first draft pick if I was drafted from this series. <laughs> That's I talk about this all the time with like the predictions you can't expect. 
if you told me Caleb Martin would be the second best wing in the series, I would have picked Miami in four or five. Yeah. And that's what it's looking yeah. like. Yeah, it is what it's looking like. Yeah. Um, I, w- I will say I do like that in game four, they made an adjustment and they did move the ball a lot. I saw a lot of passes, a lot of, you know, second shot opportunities, second looks, um, you know, passing up some shots that I think they could make, but, you know, looking for something better, a lot more patience out of them. I didn't see any patience out of Miami in this game. I, I think Miami kind of got um, a little antsy about closing it, which is understandable. Yeah. You you feel like, oh, we in the closeout game, you don't think, oh, we can just keep playing our game. You think, oh, they're going to try harder, so we got to try harder and that kind of stuff. And I can see how that yeah. gets out of hand sometimes. But um, Boston, I mean, I think this game four might be the best I've seen Boston look all season. They just looked. They just looked really, really good, and not as far as like them making shots or as them, like talent wise, but how they played. They looked like they were playing the best basketball that I've seen them play in a long time. Like, oh, we're moving the ball. Oh, we're getting mismatches. Oh, we're hitting open shots. Oh, we're feeding inside out, uh, driving and kicking. Like it was, they were doing really well in this last game. I just I, they're playing good like... defense. When we talked positively about their run last year, I feel like we were saying a lot of the same things. Like yeah. their signature win, even this year, like the first two rounds, their signature wins were ball movement, like a lot of guys involved, great shot selection. That, that's yeah. been their MO. When they pass a lot, when they trust each other, they are similar to Golden State. Yep. And and it's yeah. to me that like this, these this series in particular. It's really Tatum and Brown who hold them back from sustaining playing like that. Yeah. I would say in the Philly series as well. Yeah. I mean, they got lucky in the last, in not the last game, but in game six, they kind of got lucky with Tatum playing good at the end of the game. But um, throughout that series, I felt the same way Brown and Tatum just are not, not doing this. And this is why we'll get to this after, you know, the series is over, but. This offseason, they're going to have to make some real decisions. I mean, this series isn't over. I mean, you know, statistically it's over. But when the series is actually over, we could really talk about their offseason plans. But uh, they're they're going to have to make some hard decisions this offseason for sure. Even with got two guys seeking a Supermax. So uh, if you're going to commit to a Supermax five years, two yeah. guys – you know, you got to think about that if if it's not the right two guys. I mean, we'll deep dive, you know, like you said, the offseason more when we get to it. But, yeah, I, I believed in this duo for so long. And I just like, like, it's just I don't see the progression. I, I the saw it. I'm looking at it from Jokic and Murray. I'm looking at it from Bam and Jimmy Butler. Uh, LeBron and AD have shown some of that. I mean, every duo that's made a deep run has shown me like progression. John, Jaron Jackson have made a progression. Exactly. I mean, Embiid and Harden overall this year took a step forward from last year. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, last year, if you had told me the next year Harden was going to lead the league in assists, I wouldn't, I, I would tell you I'd be surprised. 
not, not because Harden can't do it, but because I just don't see Harden being that good of a passer with that team. At, I mean, at that point last year, but this year yeah. they're completely different. Yeah. Yeah, man. And and like for them to regress, uh, it they have the easiest like requirements from the team. Like all those other duos have to carry Boston. Mm-hmm. Really, those two guys don't really have to. No, they don't have to. No. To me, I, yeah. I just want to see them lose making good decisions. Mm-hmm. And it's consistently they're not doing that. It's like Tatum making the situation worse. Brown forced, like, as the team is taking bad shots, Brown is forcing even worse shots. Yeah. You, you know, another thing about that, um, in both Eastern Conference, I mean, both Conference Finals, Eastern and the Western, we see three teams that have very definitive roles. You know what everyone is out there doing. Everyone kind of sticks to their role. Yeah, maybe they could do more, but they don't. They do what they're supposed to do. We just mentioned it about Denver. L.A. has a similar thing. But Boston, I feel like at one point they had very clear roles. But now I feel last maybe three years, I feel like it's starting to get more and more gray as far as um, – like Derek White comes in there and I'm not really sure anymore what he's supposed to do other than just like everything. Like like Brogdon comes in and he has a lot more responsibility than I think that most teams would give him. Um Horford has a lot of responsibility and doesn't really do doesn't really have the capabilities to do all that stuff anymore. Uh and then now Tatum and Brown are like left to kind of be ball. What what is going on? I yeah. And they're kind of left to be like passers and trying to get everyone shots. And then it kind of gets it's bad because really neither of them are good passers. Neither of them have that great of um court vision. And then they're left thinking, oh, should I take this shot? Should I wait for a good pass? And um, I just don't know if – I don't want to say mature, but I don't know if they have the experience to do that. And I feel like together, neither of them are fully getting the um, – like they're not fully getting everything they need out of the game, I feel like, together. Like maybe one of them would or the other, but together, because they're taking so much from each other, neither of them are reaching that point where – they need to be, I think, to be the stars of this team. Yeah. I could be wrong I, about that, but. I, I mean, to, to your point, like, everything you said about their role players, maybe they're not, like, as good as they were in the past, but I still think Al Horford could do a lot. I still think White yeah. and Brogdon could be great all-around guards. Smart is, you know, a top-tier two-way guard. Mm-hmm. they've needed they've needed at the, every problem where they've struggled they've needed brown and tatum to show some kind of consistency yeah that's true yeah. like you know give me something consistent create for your teammates the whole series i haven't really seen mm-hmm. that until this last game mm-hmm. uh don't turn the ball over please just stop it's that's like never it's, gonna it's, stop unexplainable turtle it's the russell westbrook like just butterfingers please just yeah. stop 
Yeah. You know, that clearly is maybe getting worse. The shot mm-hmm. selection is is maybe getting worse. Chemistry is maybe getting worse. Like yep. I, I just don't get it. I don't I don't know where we could go where I could have a positive outlook on it. Yeah, it's bad. It is bad. Um, so we'll see how much longer they play in this series. I'd be surprised if they basically sweep Miami four games in a row. I mean, if they if they do that, then Jason Tatum again digs them out of the grave. Because to me, that game five against Philly, like they were dead. And he, in game six, most of the game, they were dead. And he barely saved them. Yeah, I'd be surprised if Jimmy lets them do that. Uh, I'd be surprised if Jimmy lets them win the next game. But, like, Tatum could do it, but then I think Jimmy will just match him if if it ever gets like that. Yeah, Uh, Miami has just been so much better defensively. Like, overall, Miami defensively has been night and day better. They have. They absolutely just, that I also didn't expect. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Um, lastly, most importantly, we have to say farewell to one of both of our favorite players in NBA history who has officially retired. Mm. Armello. Armello Anthony mm. has retired, announced his retirement yesterday. Man, uh, I don't even know where to start with Carmelo, man. I've always been a big fan. At the time he was at Syracuse, I was I was a you know a young kid, but I always loved Syracuse. I loved the orange, I had the shorts, I had the shirts. And Carmelo was just like he doesn't get enough credit for his transition from college basketball to the NBA. Like he had he averaged like 22 and 10 in college and like went right to the NBA averaging 22 and 10, like immediately. Like it was like, no, it was a seamless transition. He went right into the same position. Like there was no, Oh, we don't know how to use them. He came in and did exactly what he did in college. It was like, Oh, his college was a perfect preview of what he was going to be in the league. And that doesn't happen as often as people think it may happen. Like maybe once a year, maybe, and um, Carmelo just did his thing for so long. It felt like uh, I know. <laughs> it felt like it was. A, I mean, it was a long time, twenty years now. But uh, I think he did seventeen years in the league. So, um, shout out to Carmelo, man. I love. I've loved him on every team. I've had every jersey, Knicks, Denver. Uh, after that, it was, uh... you know, after that, whatever. <laughs> but uh, yeah. those two. <laughs> I really, yeah, I don't really care about the stuff after that. <laughs> yeah, but OKC, Houston. Denver, like Denver, he was in my top five players, like from 05 to like t- till he got to the Knicks. Yeah. Like, he was just, he was so fun to watch. I used to so fun try to copy his moves, at, you know, when I went to the basketball court. Yeah. I used to watch him like and wonder how the hell he's that strong. With you yep. see it with like LeBron with you know Meta World Peace, you can see those guys are just jacked. Mm-hmm. Melo Melo had like their strength offensively and on the glass, mm-hmm. and it was like shocking every time. Yeah, yeah, he was he's so solid. It, it, 
he's an underrated rebounder. I mean, not a lot of those other guys can rebound as good as him at all. LeBron, um, Wade, you know, the guys of his class and a little bit after, those guys couldn't rebound like Melo. And it was just, he was different. And the other thing is his moves that you mentioned, they were so unique. Like, you don't see, like, I can't, I've never seen a player and said, oh, he made that move like Carmelo or I've never seen Carmelo make a move and think, oh, he looks like somebody else. Carmelo was very unique in his moves, his shot, his, you know, his um, drop step, his pull up. It was just all just very only Carmelo. So he was special, man. Special player. Uh, One of my favorite careers to watch. Loved him in New York. He was he was built for New York. As soon as he went to New York, it was just like he set New York on fire. Um, in New York, yeah. man, they they had a couple chances. Like I, they did. Denver, like they they kind of went as far as they could. Maybe if Kobe, you know, didn't yeah, wasn't did in the West, them. yeah, he was not Kobe, letting them get to the finals. Kobe had personal issues with George Carl that we found out after the fact, and you know, yeah. no, we knew that it wasn't gonna happen. Yeah. But, but in New York, I really felt like they they could have had more playoff success than they did. I agree. I agree. They. I, I'm not sure if Carmelo ever had a good coach in New York. To be honest, no offense to the other guys like uh, Hornacek, Fisher. Not sure if he had a good coach. Woodson. <laughs> yeah, they. He just. Yeah, New York didn't didn't do a good job of like really no. buying into a coach that was going to take him there. No, and and wow. D'Antoni is just I'm I'm sick of him. He just he balloons your star player's stats. <laughs> he doesn't make the team better. Yeah, and then every time the Knicks look like they got the team to do it, catastrophic catastrophic injury would happen. Like every time we were New York was really close. Oh, somebody's done for the season. Oh, somebody, you know, tore their ACL. Somebody got shoulder surgery or something like that happened. All I feel like we might've talked about like declines at one point. Mm-hmm. I don't remember who we were talking about, but uh, somebody was, was injured. Maybe Kawhi. It might've been Kawhi. Um, mm-hmm. But man, like Amari Stoudemire fell apart. Like right when Melo got there. Yeah. Right. When it was and time we, for them to we take it to the we next didn't level. know it at the time. Like we kept thinking like Amari will get back. Cause that half season before Melo got there, Amari looked insane. He did. He was like top five MVP candidate. But yeah, he just he broke down after that first year, and he, they never really had a duo. Yeah, I think it was the year after that where he came back. He had the goggles, and you know, I think he he had the torn retina at one point, and and they were um, they were good when they had everybody and then like to your point it was just like Melo's out Amari's out um Chandler's out I forgot who I mean they had Ray, JR too Ray so somebody else was there time back then <laughs> Ray Ray never missed a game it felt like but somebody else would be out I mean it and then uh, somebody was out because why did Jeremy Lin play somebody big was out for a while because Jeremy Lin had to step in yeah yeah uh, so, I don't even remember to be honest. They had, I mean, they had kid up there at one point. Bidley. They had a great man. They had uh Steve Novak had that fluke year with them. Yeah, yeah. Landry Fields is a real basketball player in New York. Like Landry Fields is nice. 
He was nice for New York. He was. I know. As soon as he left, his game left with it. Like he left him. But yeah, yeah. New York, New York was a lot of fun when Melo was there. Even even though they didn't uh, get it done in the playoffs. Yeah, and they they couldn't keep a consistent roster. Couldn't keep a consistent coaching staff. Get a good coach. Yeah, so that that was that was the thing. Melo has been plagued by those. He he's been plagued by not having a consistent roster his whole career. Denver really didn't have that consistent with roster. They tried Andre Miller, they tried Chauncey, they tried Iverson, they tried all these guys at point like Chucky Atkins. It was like it was somebody different every year at point with Melo. So that was tough too. So yeah, Nene would be hurt. Then they had Camby, who was like 40, felt like he was playing super old. Uh Carmelo has just been plagued by rough teams his entire career. But one I mean, thing that hey, always I I look at 09 Denver as like a, a title, a legitimate title contender. Oh yeah, for sure. Again, Kobe's Kobe's Kobe, you know. What are you gonna do? Yeah. Yeah. But they with Chauncey that that first year, man, they, they were as good as they could have been, in my opinion. They yeah, they were. They absolutely were. Yeah. It, they had a the ball. That was the only crazy problem. squad. Crazy squad. Um, but yeah, man, farewell to Carmelo. I, I mean, other thing about him is that even after the New York thing, I don't think his skills declined. It was just, it was just not a lot of teams were willing to buy into him as the star player anymore because it was just a different level of basketball. He went back to the West, which was just different than the East at the time. Um, but you know, he had games where like, oh, Carmelo could still put up 40, like like he really could have. His shot was still there. Uh he I don't think his conditioning was always there, but part of that was the fact that he just wasn't playing that much. So yeah, okay, great career, man. Great career. It was weird, but awesome player. Awesome. Love Carmelo. Um, anything else you got? Um no man, we'll be back uh most likely sooner rather than later. Uh yes. A preview of the finals. Yes. Uh maybe touch on the draft a little bit. Uh I'm excited. Yep. Yep. Me too. Me too. Uh finals should be exciting regardless of who makes it. Uh if Boston pulls the impossible, the Boston Denver series would be really, really fun to watch as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. so whatever happens, uh if Miami doesn't do this, I don't. They have some decisions decisions to make in the offseason as well. Yes, <laughs> like serious, yes. serious firings for sure. For sure. Uh, yeah. but th- there's no way. <laughs> what's the re- what's the amount? Oh, and like three hundred sixty or something. Like it's something ridiculous. Yeah, it's <laughs> I don't never happened. It's, just... it's been like almost four hundred times. I'm not picking yeah. this Boston team. With two star players who just throw the ball away? No way. Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Backs against the wall. We'll see. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, thank you for listening. Uh, subscribe. Follow us. Hit us up. All that good stuff. And we'll talk to you guys next time.